Welcome to episode number 40, which is a pretty significant number, not because of the podcast episodes, but because of the Bible. Biblically, the number 40 generally symbolizes a period of testing, trial, and finally, triumph. We saw this through the Israelites who wandered through the desert for 40 years before making it to the promised land. When Moses was on Mount Sinai for 40 days before receiving God's laws, And when Jesus himself was in the desert for 40 days and 40 nights, where he was tempted by the devil before starting out on his own ministry. So what does this testing and trial have to do with faith? Well, when we're tested or faced with trials of our own, we realize just how much faith or lack thereof we really have. In James 1, 2 through 4, it says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, Whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance and let perseverance finish its work so that you may may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. But how often are we actually walking by faith while amidst these trials and doing so with pure joy? I would go on to say it's probably pretty rare. You know, our culture has actually traded out walking by faith with the norms of running on overwhelm or being dragged around by fear or stumbling through strife, feeling paralyzed by anxiety or crippled with all the what ifs. And I say this because I too have caught myself in this norm that the world wants us to live in when it's the exact opposite of what God has for us. He truly wants us to walk by faith. So my question to you today is something that I've been actually asking myself is what situation in your life right now, are you not walking in faith in what are you losing faith in and why? Because since the beginning of time, God has remained faithful to his promises and for the people that love him. Yet we allow ourselves to fret and to worry playing out every worst case scenario when we remember that the God we serve is the God that also parts the seas, you know, by doing so, you know, losing faith and not even walking in it, we're either forgetting how big our God is or how truly unfaithful we are in trusting him in his promises or in him to show up, you know, stop telling those mountains of those trials that you're being faced with about that overwhelm. Stop telling those trials that you see as mountains about the anxiety and the what ifs and how all these other things are stacking up and you can't see a way out because that's when God makes the way when we have faith. So instead have the faith as small as the mustard seed and tell that mountain about how big your God is. Because when we have faith as small as a mustard seed, it can move mountains. Remember the story of David and Goliath? David was a tiny shepherd boy compared to a massive giant named Goliath. And you know what David did? He told that giant about how big his God was. He had faith bigger than a mustard seed. Because he knew that he wasn't fighting a battle alone, but he was going up against that giant with the creator of it all. And he knew he would win and defeat him and he would not fail. And that's exactly what happened. 
is God moved a mountain and that mountain was Goliath. So what are you being faced with today? What is that mountain? And are you telling it about how big your God is? Do you have faith or are you letting it slip beneath your fingers? You know, I was at church worship tonight and I wanted to record this after because I knew it was going to be powerful because it always is. And our pastor's mom, Kathy, said something so beautiful. And she said that trusting God and having faith in God is so simple. She kept saying, it's so simple. It's so simple. But we overcomplicate it. We're the ones that kind of muddle it up and mess it up, right? But she said, it's just so simple. If only we can trust him. If only we can keep that faith because it's so simple. And she went on to say that it's something sometimes that comes with time. And as we grow, we see so much behind us where God has always showed up, where we were faced with all those different hard scenarios and we got through them because of God. And so when we're faced with them later, as we get an adult, it's easy to see that it's so simple to just trust in God rather than to trust in our own strength or get caught up in the worry because it's us that overcomplicate it. You know, and as I was there tonight, we were listening to the song Promises and it's a song that me and my daughter love so much. And the lyrics paired with what his mom was saying, it just hit my heart. And I realized how faithful God is to us. And man, if we could only be faithful in return, because it really is that simple. And so if you haven't heard the song before, I linked it in the show notes, you could check it out. It's so powerful, but I wanted to share some of the lyrics with you here. And that is, it says faithful through the ages. God of Abraham, you're the God of covenant and faithful promises. Time and time again, you have proven you'll do just what you said. And though the storms may come and the winds may blow, I'll remain steadfast. And let my heart learn when you speak a word, it will come to pass. Great is your faithfulness to me. And the chorus is so good in this song, but it's reminding us of how great God's faithfulness is to us. And if only we could mirror that back. So let us not confuse a faithful God to a God that we want to serve us in a way that God's maybe not wanting to. I think sometimes we lose faith when God's not answering in a way that we want him to. We think it has to be A or B. Hey, God, should I be doing this or should I be doing that? Sometimes God's like, it's not even in those two choices. Sometimes you have to wait in it. Sometimes you have to walk in it because I'm reshaping, I'm remolding. If you only had faith to see what I'm doing, that it's going to equip you and make you better and make your life fuller and bless you. And I think so many times we get faced with those hardships of those trials and we think it's to harm us and to hurt us. And what have we done? And what have we done wrong? And we've been so faithful. Or we've been doing these other things. Why are you being faced with that? But it's to produce in us what God is having us walk in if for good reason. And it's not to harm us. It's, you know, Jeremiah 29, 11, it's, it's to prosper us. So we have to have a different type of wisdom when approaching this. And because we'll never know the wisdom of God, you know, until we're face to face, you know, with him, I believe it just, we're never, ever going to know even a, a grain of sand of what, he has for us. We may think that, oh, I think I know what he's doing in this, but we're never fully going to know. And I don't think we are going to, we're meant to, we're, I don't think we're ever meant to know the side of heaven, most things. And that's why we are called to walk through faith because it's going to be that much more beautiful and that much more 
magnificent when we're in his presence. Um, and so I want to remind you that, you know, when God answers a prayer, sometimes it's in the waiting, sometimes it's a pause. And we have to remember that in that waiting, God's a last minute deliverer. There's so many times in my own life that I've had to wait through those trials and endure them longer than I anticipated or wanted in, the, in that discomfort. And I had to stay in that longer than I wanted to, because God's a last minute deliverer and reminded me that yes, God is in control and yes, he shows up and yes, there is a God. And my friend Dale posted such a perfect passage about this. And I wanted to share it with you on how God's a last minute deliverer when you're, when you're faced with those trials, but, um, to not lose hope, but to have faith. So anyways, it says God is a last minute deliverer. He saved Moses as an army was approaching. He saved Daniel after the lion's den was locked. He saved Shadrach as the flames were burning. He saved Lazarus, Lazarus after he died. He raised Christ after three days in a tomb. When God delivers, he does it when it's impossible to, to deliver ourselves. He does this that he and only he may have the glory. In Deuteronomy 7, 9, it says, know therefore that the Lord, your God is God and that he is the faithful God, keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commandments. I mean, it's that simple. God is faithful to us. If only we could be faithful in return. And when we're walking in what God has for us, we become a living testimony. So imagine now, Imagine somebody who's never really known God, never really walked faithfully in what God has for them. They stumbled constantly in their own life. Imagine them seeing you being a living, living testimony of how to faithfully walked in what God has called you to, even when it doesn't make sense. Imagine what that can do as people become to be encouraged by your testimony of what God does and how we're giving glory to God because he is faithful and imagine somebody else then feeling like they could do it too. You know, I don't know how God is going to use you, but you've got to have faith that he's with you in it and that he wants to, because sometimes our own flesh, we're just, we don't understand what God is doing, but we still have to have faith and choose to walk faithfully in it uh, for God's purpose, even when it makes zero sense. And when we walk by faith, we will know very well who the faithless are that walk so closely to us, because it's usually them that point out all the pitfalls, all the stumbling blocks that can happen, all the what if worst case scenarios, right? That fear aspect, that anxiety, they start to be those voices of uh, disheartening and they, it ends up crippling our faith if we're not being strong and focused on God and keeping our eyes fixed on him and walking boldly into the unknown with faith. You have to be really discerning in that because, you know, your friends, they just don't want to see you fall. Your family doesn't want to see you get hurt, but you have to have faith that whatever God is telling you to do, whatever he's stirring in your heart, it wasn't a conference call. So they're just not going to know. You don't know what God is preparing you and your family for, how he wants to use you, but you faithfully have to walk in it and you can choose it or not. The choice is up to you. So what happens when we choose a worry 
and we allow that to triumph over our faith. I mean, we lose what God has for us. We'll never know the fullness in that moment of what God was going to do, how he was going to deliver. You know, I wanted to remind you of the worry aspect because it's human nature. We worry, but man, God calls us not to. And in Luke 12, 25 through 31, this is such a beautiful passage and verses about worrying. And I hope this um, allows you to take that worry and just set it aside. So it says, who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? Consider how the wildflowers grow. They do not labor. They do not spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow thrown into the fire, how much more will he clothe you, you of little faith? And do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about it. For the world runs after all such things, and your father knows that you need them. But seek his kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. You know, I can't help but focus on that. He, the, the verse two where he says, you have little faith, because he knows us and how sometimes our faith, even when we are reminded of his promises, we think that they're not available to us. And that's just, that's the enemy getting in our ear and trying to dishearten us. Um, but I wanted to remind you of just a quick story here because I myself am currently walking through faith and I can't see the next step, but I've got peace that I know who goes before me, that he's got it all figured out. And maybe you're walking through this too. And I wanted to encourage you in that, but if you follow my story or maybe listen to these podcasts, I believe I mentioned to it in one of them, but, um, my landlord who rents us our home, the place we've called home for the last five years passed away suddenly about a month and a half ago. And so now our, our home is up for sale and we do not know where we're going to go, what's going to happen, how it's going to play out, but there's a lot of different scenarios. And I'm sure there's more on the table that we don't even know that God's going to do, um, because it's usually the stuff that we think he's going to do. He doesn't. So I mean, someone else can purchase this and want a renter. Um, it could be on the market for a lot longer because maybe the price is too high. Um, we may find another place. I mean, who knows? The possibilities are endless. And I was finding myself getting caught up in worry and trying to logically figure this out and having family and friends who love us, but they're worried. And I just prayed on it. And I just got this immense peace, that peace that surpasses all understanding because I know that God already knows. He knows the end when I'll take my last breath. And he certainly knows where we're going to be living in a month, two months, three months, and next year. And so I've got peace that the God of Abraham, the God of covenant is faithful and true, and he is going to be faithful to us. And I know that he's going to have our best interests at heart. So where are you at today? What are you worrying about? What are you going through? And are you allowing yourself to listen to the cares of this world or are you choosing to remain faithful? And I want to remind you if you're choosing to get caught up and maybe you don't even realize you're doing this, but you're getting caught up in the world of just the anxiety of all of that. And you're losing faith. I want to remind you to daily get into God's word and seek his faithfulness. And 
he will answer. It may take days of just faithfully showing up day in and day out, reading the Bible, getting in what you can, maybe listening to sermons, but you're doing all that stuff. Rest assured, God will answer. He will show up and he will guide you. Um, And just like God fed the Israelites with fresh manna daily, every day he fed them and they couldn't carry it over to the next day because that, that manna was fresh, like the dew on the grass and it would rot. They had to go out and get it every morning. And that's just like God's word. We can't expect to carry his word over to the next day because it's not going to stay within us. It's, we need to seek it every day and eat it, eat it like it's the bread of life, right? His word, because it's nourishing to our hearts, our soul, our mind, our walk. It is vital that we have the truth that surpasses all understanding that comes from his word alone. And it's a daily thing, even if it's small, it doesn't have to be this 20 minute thing or even 10 minute thing. If you don't have the time, just get a verse and realize that you're going to be nourished by it. And that will increase your faith 100 fold because we can have all the faith in the world and we could go on social media and go down a rabbit hole. And in 10 minutes, we can feel completely overwhelmed. And I would then say, pull back, get into God's word and be recharged by his faithfulness. So the final point I want to make here is to remain faithful, even amidst great suffering in the book, the secrets of the secret place, which I've mentioned before, it has a chapter called the secret of enduring. And I want to read you this passage because I feel like it's rather fitting. And if you have the book or end up getting it, it's on page 129. So I'm going to read it to you guys right now, but it's all on the secret of enduring, which comes from suffering. And this is what it says. It says the purpose of God in trials is illustrated through the metaphor of the pearl. When an oyster gets an irritant lodged in its, in its shell, it forms a protective coating over it and creates a pearl. What started as an irritant ended in a valuable treasure that illustrates how God redeems our sufferings. Initially we're distressed, but in the end we emerge with the pearl of Christ-like formed within us. The longer the irritant resides inside the oyster shell, the larger and more valuable the pearl becomes. Therefore, the formative value of tribulation is sometimes directly proportional to the duration of the crucible. The longer the distress, the more valuable the pearl. When we know this, we can endure with joy. There is no other entrance to the eternal city but through the pearly gates of treasure perfected in hardship. So I can't help but think about that and think about the beginning of this episode when we talked about the significant number in the Bible of 40. Seems rather long in human life, right? 40. Some people don't even make it to 40. But what God can produce over time through suffering and trials is triumph, just like the pearl. He coats himself around us. And maybe that pearl is our heart. We get a new heart, a new mind. Maybe it's just we grow in faith. Something that maybe people can't necessarily see on the outside, but the closer they get to us, they can't help but see God. So I want to remind you that even when you face distress and the longer you're in it, the more valuable the pearl, the more valuable the faith, And the more valuable you're going to realize all of it is in God's sight. So in 2 Thessalonians 3.3, it says, 
but the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen you and he will protect you from the evil one. So maybe you're feeling like the enemy wants you to lose faith. He's wanting you to give up. He wants you to call it quit on an endeavor or project, something that you've been putting everything into it, but it's just not showing up the way you want it to. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's a strain in your family. Maybe it's a career and maybe you're losing, you're losing faith, but God is never going to lose faith in you. He will be with you and walk, walk so closely in you. If you'll continue to seek him, go forward, get in his word, get into prayer and just boldly go where he's asking you to in full faith. It doesn't have to make sense. You don't have to see the next step, but you have to take it in order to get to where he's calling you to go. Because the enemy wants you riddled with overwhelm, worry, shame, guilt, anxiety, grief, all those feelings that make you not feel good, that's from the enemy. And if you're wondering, man, I don't feel good. Like I'm feeling off. I don't feel right. That's all the enemy is trying to just get a stronghold on you because he's not going to eternity. He doesn't have a spot there. His name isn't written in the book of life. So he doesn't want yours either. So he knows if he can be this father of lies over you and manipulate you to get you to lose faith and have all these other feelings take shape. Like shame is a big one that he does reminds you of your past, all the things that are broken, that aren't working, that are absolutely false. God is washed you clean. The blood of Jesus washed you of all of that, but he wants to try to bring those things up because he wants to get you to lose faith so that he can take you to the gates of hell. And we have to realize where our help comes from. And when we feel, when we hear those voices, realize that's not God, that is the enemy. And he's trying to get us to lose faith and to walk away from him. So distinguish those feelings instantly and know that anything that's on the opposite of that, that comes from God. God is life. God is love. God is light. God is faith and pure joy. He is all those things that make us feel good. So where are you putting your faith in? Is it in God's promises or is, is it in the devil's lies? Because so often we're, we're holding the hand of the enemy, not even realizing he's leading us astray and we're walking further away from our faith. So remain in God's faithfulness, renew your mind daily in his word. And I've linked some amazing uh, worship songs in the show notes that are going to inspire you to grow in your faith, that are going to renew your mind, that are going to lift you up and bring you back to what God has for you. So to wrap up, I want to say, take heart because Jesus suffered far more than any of us could ever imagine. And he still overcame the world and he's calling you to live with him in eternity forever and ever. So no matter how life, how, how hard life gets, the suffering and the trials or anything that we're faced with, there's nothing man can take from you. Because if you believe in Jesus and you confess him with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and you believe that God raised him up on the third day, then you will be seated in the heavenly places with Jesus and your name will be in the book of life. And there's nothing that you can lose hope in or lose faith in when you have that salvation, because God is with you through it all. Remember, we're just passing through. So do not lose faith. God is the King of King and the Lord of Lords. So I hope this episode encouraged you to stay faithful, 
and to remain true. And that it's, it doesn't always look easy. It doesn't always look how we want it to. Sometimes we're enduring suffering longer than we want to, but we know that it always produces what we need in us to continue to move forward. So continue with that childlike faith, remain steadfast and be encouraged. Don't lose hope no matter what and keep up the faith. Until next week, I'll talk to you soon.